are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. I taught a few Wednesday nights ago, and my topic was rest. And so then tonight, as I approached tonight, was really just seeking the Lord about tonight. I'm going to be speaking on peace. So I thought, well, here we got a theme going. (laughs) Rest in peace. How's that? Anybody? Is there anybody here that feels like you could use a little peace tonight? Lacking a little bit of peace? Good. Well, I mean, that's not good, but we're glad you're here to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, Peace is something we all look for. We all want, don't we? I do. Um, I feel like if you have peace, you can just about get through anything. But without peace, it's hard to get through anything. Isn't that true? Peace is a very important uh, component of our lives. So tonight I want to talk to you about possessing peace. Possessing peace. The definition of peace there on the study guide is a personality free from internal and external strife. Now, doesn't that sound hmm, wonderful? A personality free from internal and external strife. Wouldn't it be great to live like that? A personality free from internal and external strife. Guess what? You can live like that. Amen. Through the power of the Holy Spirit and his word, you can. I did a little research on this topic of peace. And in an article by Kathy Caprino in the Huffington Post in 2016, she did some research. She's a psychologist. And she wrote an article, the top 10 things people want in life but can't seem to get. The top 10 things people want in life but can't seem to get. Um, Oh, I don't think this is on your study guide. This is in my notes. The top 10 things people want in life but can't seem to get. So what do you think those are? Anybody? Money. Did someone say money? That's number two. (laughs) Sleep. (laughs) That should have been number one, but it was not. (laughs) Number one is happiness. That's number one. The top ten things people want in life but can't seem to get is happiness. Number two is money. There's never enough of that. Number three is freedom. And number four is peace. Peace. Um, I found it interesting that the top app, for those of you who do apps on your phone or iPad or whatever, wherever you do your apps, the top app for 2017 is an app called Calm. I don't know if anybody has it on their phone, but it's been downloaded millions and millions of times. Yes, if you have small children, you should have this on your phone. (laughs) Just play it for them, calm. Um, Peace is mentioned 429 times in the Bible. So this is a pretty strong theme through the word of God, peace. And it's also one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Okay, then. So if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we should have peace, should we not? But do we have it all the time? Not always. We get it, but then it's gone all of a sudden, and you got to get it back. Anybody been through that? You can wake up in the morning peaceful, and by 10 a.m., it's like something has happened. Someone took the peace right out of my life right there. It's gone. Um, The biblical definition for peace is to, the word peace in the Bible actually means to be complete, to be sound, to live well. Amen. I want that. That's what I want to have is peace in my life. 
I want to tell you a little bit of a story about peace. There once was a king who offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture of peace. So many artists tried, and the king looked at all the pictures, but there were only two that he really felt he liked, and he had to choose between these two, which one symbolized peace. One was a picture of a calm lake, and the lake was a perfect mirror, and peaceful towering mountains were all around the lake. Just try and picture it in your mind. Overhead was a blue sky with fluffy white clouds, and everyone who saw this picture said, well, that is perfect peace. That's a beautiful peace. But then the other picture had mountains also, but they were rugged, and these mountains were bare. And above was an angry sky from which rain was falling and in which the lightning was playing. And down the side of the mountain tumbled a foaming waterfall, and it really didn't look peaceful at all. But when the king looked, he saw behind the waterfall a tiny bush growing in a crack in the rock. And in the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. And there, in the midst of the rush of the angry water, sat the mother bird on her nest. Perfect peace. So which picture do you think won the prize? The king chose the second picture. And why was that? Because, explained the, the king, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, no trouble, or no hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. That is the real meaning of peace. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about today. Because if you're hoping for a life that has no trouble, no noise, and no hard work, well, give up on that one. It's not going to happen. So we've got to find a way to have peace when life is crazy, okay? Uh, God, and so here's what I want to tell you. I'm going to tell you some truths about peace tonight. God alone is the source of peace. God alone is the source of peace. Praise God. He is peace, and he's the source of peace. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. Wow, what a powerful scripture. You are in a relationship with the God of peace, and it's his goal to give you peace at all times and in every way. So doesn't that tell you you can live at peace. Yeah, no matter how much crazy is going on, I can have peace. Why? Because I'm in a relationship with the God of peace, whose will it is, is to give me that peace at all times and in every way. Praise God. Here's another truth that is from the scriptures. Inward peace belongs to me. Sometimes people think, well, I'll never be at peace. Well, you're wrong. If you have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you should be at peace because inward peace belongs to you. Psalm 4 verse 8 says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. God, you are the source of peace, and I can have that peace inside. So God alone is the source of peace, and it belongs to me. I can have it in my life, yes. Some verses that aren't on your study guide I'd like to just read out for you really quick. Psalm 29, 11, it says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. If you said to yourself, well, I'm just never going to be at peace. I'm never going to find the peace. Shame on you. If you're, the, if you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, you have access to peace. Praise God. Your life should not be dominated by anxiety. Now, there are going to be seasons where it comes into your life, but you have access to peace. 
Praise God. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And I won't read out the whole verse, but toward the end of it, it says, And he will be called the Prince of Peace. Yes. So in Christ, we have peace. We, we have it. He's the source of peace. In where peace belongs to me. And now, at the top of the next page, I can possess peace. I can actually own it. I can possess it. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace. Not only peace, but perfect peace. Him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Wow. You mean I can live at peace? Yes, you can. You do not have to live in turmoil. So that must mean, well, then I'll have a life without trouble. No, that's not what it means. Uh, you see on the study guide there, don't let people pull you into their storm. Pull them into your peace. This is the challenge for today. There's no promise anywhere in the Bible which encourages us to believe that while we are in our earthly bodies, we shall experience freedom from trouble. We don't have a guarantee. If you're looking for a verse that says, once you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you will always have peace and you will never have trouble. Hallelujah. You can look. It's not in there. Because that is not the truth from the Word of God. Here is the truth from the Word of God. No matter what is going on in your life, you can have peace. That's the truth in the Word of God. Amen. Yet there is something far better. There is the promise of peace in the midst of trouble. A deep down calm and a quiet confidence. Here's what I'm talking about tonight. And this is a mature thought, but let me, let me help you. Peace, it's not knowing that God will always work it out and everything will be okay. Although we do know that he will work it out and things will be okay. It is knowing that I trust him no matter how it works out. It's two different things. Because if you hang your heart always on the fact that, well, it's going to be okay, it's all going to be okay, and it's all going to work out, and then it'll be okay, and then I'll have peace. If you wait for that, you're going to set yourself up for a lot of anxiety. Now, will it all eventually be okay? Yes. I thought Pastor Ellis's message on Sunday morning was phenomenal. I am still getting my brain around it. It was phenomenal. Why? Because in the end, our life is all about eternal life anyway. So even if things don't perfectly all work out on the planet, we have hope beyond this. Praise God. Because sometimes, guess what? Things don't work out the way that we want them to. So does that mean that I can't trust God and live in peace? Absolutely not. Because my trust is not in the fact that it'll work out. My trust is in the fact that God is working for my good. Those are two very different things. This is a little bit of a mature, that was meat, not milk there. Because sometimes life will hit you and you can't talk yourself out of it. You have to just say, my trust in God is higher than the circumstance that I'm in. That trust is what brings me peace. Praise God. Praise God. Sometimes when we think about the fruit of the Spirit, we think about uh, love, joy, peace. You think about a tree. Fruit of the Spirit, this is how I picture it. A tree, and on, that, on those branches, beautiful apples, love, joy, peace, lemons, pears, all hanging off the end of the tree. Why? Because it's the fruit of the Spirit, okay? 
But let me challenge the way you think about the fruit of the Spirit. You might have all those things inside of you, but we don't know what's really inside of you until someone hates you. And then you have to show love. That's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not just hanging on the end of the tree. (laughs) It's that it's ready to be exhibited inside of you, but you're not going to know it's even there until someone pushes up against it with the opposite of it. Like a lack of joy. How do you know that you have joy? Hey, when things are not joyful. But inside of you, you generate joy. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Same thing when it comes to peace. How do we know if you have peace? Well, hey, if everything's rosy in your life right now and you have peace, that's no big deal. Right? Yeah, because everybody has peace when things are rosy. How do we know it's a fruit of the Spirit? When things are not great. When you get a bad report. When you lose a job. When something happens in your family and it disappoints you. When times are tough. And you look inside and you say, but God, I believe that you are working for my good. And I don't understand everything that's going on right now. So just go ahead and give me peace. When you have peace in a situation like that, that's when your coworker looks at you and says, I don't know how you're so peaceful because you should be going crazy right now. But that's the power of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit coming out in your life. We don't, we don't want the trouble. We just want the peace. <laughs> I, I don't want the trouble. I just want the long-suffering. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want the issue. I don't want the hatred coming to me. I just like to have love. That's not how it works. It's that these things that come against us are what birth the, gifts, the fruits of the Spirit within us, and that's what shows. Praise God. So what is perfect peace? I read that to you, Isaiah 26.3. You will keep them in perfect peace. What does that mean? It's a condition of freedom from disturbance within the soul, that you can live without your soul being disturbed. And so I want to talk to you about a couple of ways that his peace is perfect. It's perfect in quality. It's perfect in quality. It's perfect. If we have imperfect peace, that might mean that your peace is dependent on someone else. Our peace is dependent on someone or something else. But if that someone or something else changes, then the peace is gone. This is very challenging, especially in marriages. You might think, okay, well, as long as my person is here with me, I'm going to be okay. And yes, they do bring a layer of support and peace to our lives. But guess what? If your peace is totally wrapped up in another person, at some point, you might find that challenging. If they are not there or they cannot generate peace, where's your peace? Oh, no, it cannot be dependent on the circumstance. Well, hey, when I get this all worked out, when my health improves, when everything's set right in my home, then I'm going to be at peace. Let me challenge you to say, come on, let's be mature people of God and find peace when we don't have everything perfect. Because that's my testimony. When things aren't great and I have peace, that's the testimony of the power of God in my life. Praise God. God's peace is perfect because of the kind of peace that it is. It is linked to God himself and not to our circumstances. I've had this happen in my own life where things were out of control. I was faced with a lot of issues. I was dealing with something. And finally, I would just get myself settled down and go, God, if peace is a gift, why don't you just pour it on me right now? Because I need it. 
I can't access it anywhere else but in you. And I've had it happen, praise the Lord, where I've been at my wit's end with things and have prayed and felt the peace of God come to me and said, you know what? I'd rather live like this than like that. So I'm going to just hang on to this peace right here. Praise God. He's able to do it. I love this verse, Colossians 1 verse 20. It is the blood of Jesus which whispers peace within. That's not the King James, but... This translation's working for me tonight. It is the blood of Jesus which whispers peace within. Listen, if you are a person who have been baptized, who has been baptized in the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life, then no matter what you're going through, it is the blood of Christ that whispers peace into your spirit. Why? Because applied to you is the name of Jesus Himself, and applied to your sin is the blood of Jesus. Jesus himself, which covers every sin. So if you feel a little bit out of kilter, you need to say, God, it is your blood, which whispers peace within. Oh, wow. Aren't we privileged people to have the blood of Christ applied to our lives? Anybody thankful? Thankful for the day you were baptized. Thankful for the day the guilt was rolled away from you. Praise God. It is the blood of Christ, which whispers peace within. Praise God. Praise God. John 16, 33, it's not on your study guide, but John 16, 33 said, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. Jesus said, don't be afraid. I've overcome the world. What's the big deal? Don't be afraid. I've overcome the world and in me you have peace. So if you think the thing you're facing is high and unsurmountable, you're wrong. Because Jesus said, I've overcome the world. (laughs) What is there left? nothing. Praise God. Your situation is not out of his control. Praise God. Praise God. So peace is perfect in quality. Peace is perfect in quantity. Everybody say quantity. It is sufficient and it meets our needs. Every one of us can have peace, the peace of God fully poured into our lives and it won't tap out God's peace one bit. Why? Because he has plenty of peace to go around. It is sufficient and it meets our needs. All of us, every one of us can have peace. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is one of my favorite verses of all times. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means double peace. It's really peace at the heart and mind. It garrisons our mind and it calms our hearts. What is a garrison? That scripture actually refers to a garrison in the actual text. It means a a set of troops stationed in a fortress or town to defend it. Wow, what a promise for the peace of God to be to you. And the peace of God shall keep. That word shall keep is like soldiers that are marching in front of your mind to keep your mind from being in turmoil. You have access to that kind of peace. Praise God. And the peace of God shall garrison, shall keep your your heart and your mind. Peace is like a garrison, a guard at the door of my mind. Listen, peace is accepting God's sovereignty above my circumstances. Say that with me. Peace is accepting God's sovereignty above my circumstances. It's not always the way it appears. And guess what? It's not over till God says it's over. (laughs) 
There's a lot more here at work than just what I see in the temporal. Praise God. Peace is knowing God and all things are working for my good. Have you ever gotten in a situation and felt like you were going crazy? That situation was over and you look back and you saw how God changed you through that thing. And you said, you know what, God? I know I was complaining. I know I was throwing a fit here. But I'm so much better off now than I was back there. Have you ever done that? I've done it many times. It's like, wow, why why was I throwing such a fit about this? Because I, once I live past it, I realize that, God, you are working for my good. Sometimes God allows storms in our lives for a very specific reason. He's interested in perfecting you, in helping you, in changing you. That's his agenda, not just getting you out of the storm. Praise God. Uh, Not too long ago, there was a man here that was preaching. I can't even think of his name right now, but he was talking about his daughter and some things that had happened in his life with his baby, and he told that story. It was on a Sunday morning. I'm, I'm sorry, his name slips me right now. But he made the comment. He said, we speak to mountains, and we say, move this mountain, God, move this mountain. And he said, not every mountain is meant to be moved. I don't know if you remember him saying that. He said, some mountains are meant to be climbed. Oh, God, give us peace. Help us find it in Jesus' name. We can know and believe these things. And peace is also perfect in constancy. It is permanent. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Wow, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Here's my peace. I'm giving it to you. I'm leaving it with you. Okay, but then look at the next phrase there. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There's two parts to this. There's God's part, which is to give you the peace, which he's doing, but then you have an obligation, and that is you don't let your heart be troubled. Because God is not control of the trouble in your heart. You are. God says, my peace I leave with you. I'm giving it to you. Here it is. You have it. Okay, but then the second half of the verse is, so don't let your heart be troubled. Well, how am I supposed to do that? (laughs) I'm a human being. Is that even possible? Yes, it is. Before we finish the study in the next 12 minutes, I will tell you how. Praise the Lord. I have the simple three-step process. No, just kidding. If something gives you peace of mind, it stops you from worrying about a particular problem or difficulty. If something gives you peace of mind, it stops you from worrying about a particular problem or difficulty. Do we have any worriers in the house? Do we have any liars? No, just kidding. (laughs) Do we have any worriers in the house? Come on, all of us worry about something sometime. Now, some of us are more prone to it than others. Some of us don't worry as much as others, and some people worry a lot. Yet, how do you stop the worry? Because that is not the will of God. That is not the will of God. At the root of worry is unbelief. That is so hard, but it is very true. So how do you stop the worry? Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope... Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power 
of the Holy Ghost. When you worry, you believe that something bad is going to happen. You are believing something. You're just believing the wrong thing. That's what worry is. Worry focuses on the future, which you have no control of, right? Because you're not worrying about things that happened in the past, right? You're worrying about things that are going to happen in the future. And you have no control over those things. And the root of worry is unbelief. Because in my heart, I don't know if I trust God to take care of that future situation. So I'm worrying about it. I'm getting an ulcer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> this is for me. The last lesson I taught on rest, that was for me. This is for me. Praise the Lord. Just sit here with me and enjoy it. <laughs> We're all agreed that we want peace, and we all know that God is giving it to us. The problem is, how do we keep it? You can come in here on a Sunday. Worship is going. The word is going. You walk out that door and you go, I got this. I've got this. We, we've got this. We can do this. But within a few hours, it has dissipated. It's so easy to lose it. How do you keep it? Here's the key. Peace comes from exchanging. Everybody say exchanging. Exchanging my thoughts about something that concerns me with God's words about my situation. If you lack peace, you have to make a trade. You have to take whatever you're thinking about, whatever's causing that anxiety or that worry or that fear or that concern, and you have to exchange it for what God says about your situation. Because as long as you're focused on how you think about it, what you feel about it, what could happen in the future, how many people are on this, what's going to happen, how come if I, what if I never, what if I, blah, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. By the time you roll all that over in your spirit, the peace is gone. So how do I get the peace back and how do I keep it? I have to exchange all of that junk for the word of God. Because here's what I know. The word of God is true no matter what I think or feel. The word of God is true. It does not lie. He cannot lie. And it will never end. It will always be there and will always be true. So if that is what is true, somehow I have to take that and get it into my mind and my situation and push out the worry and the fear and the doubt and the anxiety. That is how I possess peace. And sometimes you can get it and hang on to it for a while, and then all of a sudden you feel it fading. And other times you have to fight for it moment by moment by moment. It just depends on what's going on in your life at the time, possessing peace. Peace comes from exchanging my thoughts about something that concerns me with God's word about my situation. So there's a little work you have to do, and that's figure out what God is saying about your situation. You have to exchange my thoughts with God's thoughts. What are the enemies of peace? I'm overwhelmed. God is not helping me. I don't know if this will ever work out. This will never end. Have you ever said any of those things? Those things push peace out of your life. But if you want peace, you've got to rein in that talk, rein in that thought, and exchange it with the Word of God. It sounds simple, but sometimes it's very, very challenging. So, Tonight, as we're concluding, I want to give you some scriptures that will help you 
and give you weapons to fight with. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, which is not on your study guide, but it's a verse that we're, we're probably all very familiar with, and it, that is taking every thought captive, uh, one of those hallmark verses in the New Testament, taking every thought captive and making it obedient, making your thoughts obedient to Christ. That's powerful. Taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. So my thoughts versus God's thoughts. Have you ever thought, well, this is impossible? Have you ever thought that? This is impossible. This won't work. Luke 18.27 says, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Praise God. It does not matter what situation you are facing or how impossible it looks. You might not have seen an answer yet, but that doesn't mean it's not there. So if I want to have peace, I've got to take that, well, this is impossible. This is never going to work. I've got to flip it out for, and God said, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Have you ever said, I just can't make it? This is too much. I've said it. I cannot do this. This is too much. Matthew, 18, Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Possessing peace is forcibly pushing out all that negative whatever and exchanging it for the word of God. Praise God. Praise God. Have you ever said this? I don't feel loved. I don't feel like people love me. I don't, I don't feel loved. 1 John 4.19 says, we love him because he first loved us. Before you were ever loved by anybody on this planet, he loved you. Praise God. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 12.9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Oh, God. Exchange the way I think for your word. Some of you, I know some situations you are facing. And this is a lifeline I'm throwing out to you tonight. You should have peace. You can have peace. And in Jesus' name, you will have peace. Have you ever said, I'm just afraid. This intimidates me. Second Timothy 1.7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not given that to us, but he has given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Praise God. When you're afraid about a situation or whatever you're facing, God, you need to just out loud say, but God, you've not given me a spirit of fear. You're with me. I can face the situation. I can do this in Jesus' name. When you're worried about something, you ever feel like your brain's going to explode? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Praise God. Have you ever felt alone? This is one of my hallmark verses. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men can do unto me. I mean, I have quoted that sometimes at sheer determination. The Lord is my helper. God, you are my helper, and I will not fear 
I will not fear in this situation. It's the great exchange. It's my thoughts, which are usually not good for his word, which is perfect and powerful. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Let's stand together as we're finishing this up tonight. Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says, you, Lord, you will keep him, God, you will keep him in perfect peace. Him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. This verse starts and ends with the same thing, God, God. It's not about me trying to generate peace within myself. God, this is your peace, and you can give it to me, and I can hang on to it because I want people around me to feel the peace of God. When I'm in a tough spot, I want them to look at me and feel that, to know the peace of God. I don't want to be out of control and crazy. That's how the world is. The peace of God can rule in your heart and in your mind. You will keep him in, pers- in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. I've had it so, I understand this concept and have applied it so much that I have felt at times where I could feel the peace slipping out of my life. I could feel a chaos coming in. I don't know if you've ever felt it, but I have felt it. I felt the peace leaving and the chaos coming. And I have stopped myself and said, no. God, you've promised me peace, and I will have it even in this situation. You can get a bad report. You can get bad news. And in the next breath, you can declare the power of God. That's peace. Oh, God. In a world that is so chaotic right now, there's so much chaos and animosity in this world. God, let me be a person of peace. Praise God for my own good and for the good of people around me so they feel it and experience your peace. I want to challenge you. If you're living with anxiety or fear, depression, all these things, concern, worry, it's time to access the peace that you have available to you, and it's going to take a little mental discipline to know the word of God, quote the word of God, speak the word of God, and push out the rest. And I'm telling you, you'll have peace. Praise God. Praise God. Peace of mind is just that. It's a mind that takes hold of peace. Praise God. Amen. I'd like to pray as we're closing. And what I'd like to do is I want you to close your eyes. And if you're a person who struggled with this, maybe you're struggling with it right now or you have struggled, I'd like for you just to raise your hand because we're going to pray here for a moment and ask the Lord to help. This is a powerful Bible study that if you, not because I'm teaching it, but because the word of God is true. And if you can get it, it will change you. (laughs) Amen. Some people are raising their hands. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray right now. I want you to pray for yourself that this truth will get into your spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the truth of your word. God, We are privileged people that live with wealth at our access, God. And we don't have to live as people with no hope, but we have hope and we have peace. And and we have your word, which is powerful, God. It is the most powerful thing ever 
Your word, God, is powerful. At the entrance of your word gives life to us, your scripture says, God. So I'm asking you if there's any person here that has struggled, or maybe they're not struggling now, but they will in the future because all all of us are going to face storms. Help us to get a hold of your word, to get our heads and our hearts into your word, to find those verses that are life to us, God, and get them, hold on to them, possess them so that we can possess your peace. Hallelujah. It is not your will for us to live in fear or in anxiety or worry. God, that's not your will. It is your will for us to live victorious, overcoming lives. And that comes from possessing peace. And that comes from your word being number one. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Uh, I was gone for about 10 days to help my mom and dad. My mom had major kidney surgery, and I'd like to give God the praise that it was very successful, and my mom is recovering very well. And thank you for praying. Many of you prayed for my mom, and I want to give God the praise. But as I end, I just want to tell this story. Uh, my dad is 89. He will be 90 in December. So his his years have caught up with him, and he's, he's uh, losing strength. And we had a very great 10 days. God helped us, but... The night before I left, we were asleep in the house and very quiet. And all of a sudden, I woke up to this very loud noise. My mom was asleep in the bed beside me. I ran. My dad had gotten up in the night and had lost his footing and had fallen where he was asleep, had fallen in the room. And when I went in, when I went in, I saw my dad, 89 years old, laid in the floor. He, when he had hit the floor, he went down on his side. He hit his hip. He hit his shoulder. He hit his head down on the side. The, I can't tell you what happened in my heart to see him like that. After 89 years of military strength, my dad is a sergeant. Oh, something happened in my heart. We got him up. We had to call the life squad to help us get him up. We got him up. Thankfully, I give God the praise. There were no broken bones. It's just a miracle that there weren't. But I sat, I, I went and sat in the recliner in their living room so I could hear him because I was afraid to go back to sleep. So I sat in the recliner and I could hear every breath he was taking because his door was open where he was sleeping and I was in that recliner. And torment just started locking into my spirit. And for, for I was getting up at 5.20 to get ready to get on the plane and come home. And I almost thought, I can't get on the plane. I, I can't do it. I can't leave this house. I don't, I, within a couple hours' time, everything had flipped in my spirit. But as I sat there in that recliner, praying for my dad, I just got up and I started walking. I said, God, you are sovereign and you are in charge and I cannot control anything so I might as well not get myself in a knot here because we are all in your hand. You know what? I had to exchange all of that for what is true. And what is true is that God can take better care of my dad than I can. That's what's true. This is a real-life example. It took me a couple hours after the jarring moment of him falling like that to get my wits about me. But I said, yes, I will be okay. And my dad's going to be okay. And my mom's going to be okay. Because you know what? God is here. It works in real time. (laughs) You just have to apply it. 
So I challenge you, don't wring your hands and spaz out of control. Just take your breath, get your breath and say, no, God, you're in charge. Your word is true. Give me your word and I will live on it. Job said, I have esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. Well, that's saying something, isn't it? (laughs) On that note, God bless you. (laughs) Amen. Have a good night. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, Thanks for listening.